0: The following has been a Shirt Off Your Back production, ShirtOffYourBackAZ.com. Hello and welcome to the Shirt Off Your Back podcast where we'll never tell you what to do. I'm enjoying some candy here at the top of the podcast, so forgive me. Mm, Sour Patch Kids, but there's a reason I'm enjoying this candy and uh, you think about wellness health and wellness and specifically in weight loss which is what I've been focused on lately you think about health and wellness and food, right? As far as comes to weight loss, you're instantly going to think of food and you're going to think of things you shouldn't eat and you're going to think of things that are quote unquote off limits, right? Sour Patch Kids and Twizzlers. Typically, I enjoy red vines, um, but I think we won these or something, or we got them, we ended up getting them for free or something like that. I don't remember. But so we got a big bag of Twizzlers, so I've been kind of snacking on those here and there. Um, but do you think about rules, right? Eat this, don't eat that, don't eat this, eat that. And there's some truth to it right? You should try to avoid processed foods. Avoid candy. Eat whole foods. Meat, veggies, and eggs. If I could eat that all the time, I think I would. It might get a little expensive, but if we weren't buying uh, chips and cookies and yogurt and things like that, I think uh, we could afford to do it, but we need to get a bigger freezer. But anyway... In weight loss, I'm never going to tell people what to eat and what not to eat. I'm going to talk to them about portions and why they're eating what they're eating. Are you know are they stress eating? Are they snacking because they're bored? Are they, you know, are they just craving some sugar because they're eating too much candy? Things like that. So I don't like the word balance, but um, what I what I try to think of it as is honoring people's autonomy and meeting them where they are because. I can't go in and tell somebody that grew up food insecure or somebody that has some mental health issues or somebody that is taking certain medications that, oh, you should be vegan or you should be vegetarian or, oh, you should do keto or you should do carnivore, right? Because those don't work for everybody. So in, in the weight loss and the dieting world and even in the exercise world, there's people that are are very dogmatic about one way of doing things, right? That there's there's one way of doing things, this way works, and it will work for everybody if everybody would just get their act together. And I've seen it in my industry. I've seen people do it, and it's, it's not helpful. It's one thing to educate people on what keto is, and it's one thing to educate people on the benefits of carnivore. Uh, it's one thing to benefit to educate people on the potential benefits of veganism or vegetarianism, right? But it's it's another thing to be dogmatic and to be preachy about it. So I'm thinking about that today, and really trying to honor people's autonomy as I'm going about um, helping them set some some weight loss goals and some health and wellness goals, and you know offering my two cents and hey, this is what has worked in the past for other people, this is what has worked in the past for me. What do you feel like would help you out in this situation? What skills do you have that would help you overcome this potential obstacle? So, I was reading this morning, and I thought about humility, and I was thinking about um, higher purpose and, and higher man, if you will, or higher, higher mankind or humankind. And um, I think higher man. I thought about, I don't know, things like state-funded programs and things like that and, and things that are, you know, we, we see a lot of language in politics and stuff now that, you know, these programs are designed to lift people up and these programs are designed to um, make people feel empowered and make people feel like they have more control over their lives and, um, you know, to help them out. And... I think those are fine to a certain degree, but I think I, I don't want to say they enable dependency. I think they they strip away some autonomy. And it it sort of assumes that people are incapable of taking care of themselves, right? So Uncle Sam, Big Brother, has to come in and make decisions for them. So I posted this on my Instagram this morning after I was reading. I mentioned the other day I've been waking up at five o'clock in the morning and reading for an hour or so before work, um, and I and I typed this out after I was reading. It says higher man should not be a holy state-funded creation, and cannot be a holy creation if wholly funded by the state. Render unto Caesar. So essentially, in in <clears throat> in the Bible, they hand uh, Jesus some money. And basically, they're asking him, you know, who is God? And he says, well, look at this coin. On this coin is a picture of Caesar. And he says, give to Caesar what is Caesar's, give to God what is God. And he's like, ultimately, I think that's kind of like a, I think, I might be wrong, but I kind of think that's like a jab. Like, that's almost like saying, give the baby his bottle, right? Like, who cares? Pay your taxes, give Caesar his money. Doesn't matter, he's only Caesar, right? His face is on a coin. That coin is finite, right? Give to God what is God's, give to Caesar what is Caesar's. So higher man should not be a holy state-funded creation, holy, W-H-O-L-L-Y, because I don't think man can be higher if man is a state-funded creation. And it cannot be a holy creation, H O L Y, if wholly funded by the state. So those two kind of have to remain separate to some degree. So we give to Caesar what is Caesar's, give to God what is God's. If humility comes before honor, saying I don't know means you've already begun to transcend the fact that you don't know. So I mentioned in, a, in a, another podcast that um, if you recognize limitation, you begin to transcend limitation. Right? The second that you know that something is a limitation, you might begin to brainstorm ways to overcome that limitation. Or you might accept it as a limitation and then essentially move on, right? Essentially um, move on to something else because you're like, okay, I'm limited in this area. I need to take a step back and operate in domains that I can operate in. So if you think about where your limitations are, if you start to brainstorm ways around that, or you say, you know what, I'm limited in this area, I might need to um, apply my skills elsewhere, you're essentially honoring your autonomy. You're honoring your individualism, right? And I know lately, in sort of the narratives on social media, there's this rabid, I don't know if I should say rabid, but there's this fairly rabid um, anti-individualist mindset. And a lot of the people that ascribe to it, they won't say that they have a collectivist mindset, but they say they don't like this rugged individual mindset. But I haven't really seen a lot of people define it necessarily, what that rugged individualism looks like. So me, I would define it as more of a philosophical individualism, is that you are an individual as it relates to the collective, right? Yes, you're an individual, but you still have a group of people that you answer to and a group of people that answer to you, but you are an individual within that group. And I think a lot of people get that flipped around. There's the collective and you are the individual as it relates to the, or you, yeah, you are the individual as it relates to the collective that, that fits within that collective and serves the collective and is just one small part of the collective. And I would say both sort of simultaneously exist at the same time. You are an individual and you are part of a, a collective. But if humility comes before honor saying, I don't know, means you've already begun to transcend the fact that you don't know. Right? If you can admit that you don't know something, then you might be more prone to listen to someone else. To listen to someone else's advice. And that's what happens a lot in the weight loss world is people that swear by keto, well, no, I did keto and it worked for me. Therefore it must work for everyone else. Or I I did keto and I lost weight doing keto, so you know, your your volumetrics and um, your vegetarianism or your carnivore or whatever—that that's not going to work, because I did keto and keto worked for me, right? So they they tend to get blinded by what works and and dogmatic about their dogmatic about their diet. And the state, make no mistake, the state always thinks it knows. That's why they're the state. So. The state will never say, I don't know, right? The state will, and in a lot of ways, the state, the government, you know, they they have their purpose and they serve a good. They, you know, they secure funding for projects and um, provide funding for research that, you know, helps cure diseases and helps solve problems in society. Huge, enormous, complex problems. But the state always thinks it knows. And that's why they're the state right? And that's why I would tend to defer to individuals because individuals will say, I don't know. I don't have an answer, but I'm willing to explore and I'm willing to find out what has worked traditionally over the course of time for people. You should not only have a healthy fear of what you don't know, but a fear of what you do know. And what I mean by that is after I went back and read this, I was kind of like, Okay, I might need to elaborate on that later on if somebody asks about it or if I use it for a podcast. But what I mean by that is you need to have a fear of what you don't know, meaning what you don't know can be scary and what you don't know can be uncomfortable. But have a fear of what you do know as well because you know deep down that you could be wrong and you know deep down that Mm -hmm. Someone else could be right. And you know deep down that you are a flawed human being, right, if you really sit down and think about it. But there's a lot of people that don't. There's a lot of people on both extremes, the left and the right, politically, um, in the diet world, in the exercise world, that don't know that they could be wrong, right? They're sort of blinded by their own hubris. And I really like this verse, in the Bible in Proverbs, Proverbs fifteen thirty three. In the NIV version, it says, wisdom's, wisdom's instruction is to fear the Lord and humility comes before honor. So fear of the Lord means fearing the Lord, but it also means fearing who you might become outside of the Lord, right? And I'm gonna back up a little bit. If humility comes before honor, Saying, I don't know, means you've already begun to transcend the fact that you don't know. Having some humility in saying, I don't know, and saying, I don't know how to do that. I don't know what the answer is, but I'm going to seek the answer. I'm going to ask questions, regardless of what the consequences are. You're going to find honor, eventually. You're going to find honor in that. Fear of the Lord means fearing the Lord, but it also means fearing who you might become outside of fear of the Lord. So if you don't have, we'll set aside the religious aspect, the the Christian aspect for a second. If you don't have a fear of something that's bigger than you and something that is out of your control, because that humbles you, right? That keeps you in check. That makes you say, I don't know. Because things you don't know can be scary. And things you do know, let's take fire or electricity, dangerous things, right? You do know what those things can do. So you're going to be careful with them because you have respect for them. But I think when when this verse talks about fear of the Lord, I think it could also mean fearing who you might become outside of the Lord, fearing who you might become on your own you know you be, it might become so dogmatic or so nihilistic or so binary with your thinking that you no longer are a person right that those those thoughts and those that way of life and that dogma is you you cease to be an individual and and those those ideas become you and you see it happen it's, <clears throat> excuse me, it's funny to me that, <clears throat> that you see it happen in the weight loss world, in the exercise world, right? You see people get so dogmatic about a certain exercise or you see it with CrossFit, you see it with, I shouldn't say CrossFit, they're okay. They're pretty uh, flexible in their thinking, but you see it with so much in, in in this industry that it's no wonder people don't know what works, right? which is why I'll never tell people what to eat. I'll never tell people how to diet. I'll tell them how to think about food and how to think about health and wellness from a a total package perspective, right? And this comes to, you know, your career. This comes to your weight. This comes to exercise. It comes to family. It comes to faith. You know, all of those things are sort of integrated together. You know, it's not... They operate as individual parts, but they operate as individual parts as it relates to the whole person, as it relates to the human experience. So wisdom's, in, wisdom's instruction is to fear the Lord and humility comes before honor. So I think I'm going to touch on this in the title as well. Um, what I learned from Winston Marshall. If you don't know Winston Marshall... Is the banjo player for Mumford and Sons, um, folk rock kind of indie group, um, and I want to qualify this. I I I don't dislike Mumford and Sons. I don't really like them though. I mean, I'll, I'll listen to them if they come on a shuffle. You know, I like a few of their songs. Um, you know, they they just they had kind of a neat, original, very unique, um, just very pop sensible sound. You know, pop kind of folk sensible sound. And Winston Marshall, who's the banjo player, and he read a book and tweeted about it by Andy No. And if you don't know who Andy No is, he is an independent journalist who is uh, fairly right wing. He's been criticized as being, you know, radical, um, extreme, far right. I I don't necessarily know if he is or not. I mean, I follow him on Twitter, but I, I don't. Like I don't subscribe to his newsletter or go to his website or watch his videos you know, all the time or I haven't read his books. So I may be speaking somewhat ignorantly, but I do know that I've seen the replies to his tweets. And when Winston Marshall tweeted about Andy No's book, I saw the replies to those tweets. And if, if I took the names out and I took the context out and I showed somebody those tweets, I would say, who seems like the ideologue here? Who seems like the fascist? Who seems like the one that is blinded by their own hubris? Who seems like the one that is dogmatic? And I guarantee you, it would not have been Winston Marshall or Andy No. It would have been the people commenting because Winston Marshall tweeted out that he read his book and people said, I can't believe you read his book, you're a Nazi, called him all kinds of names, tweeted at Mumford and Sons, tweeted at, is it Mark Mumford, I think is the the founder and the lead singer, um, tweeted at him and said he needs to be fired from the band. And Winston Marshall took it upon himself to take a step back from the band. And what happened was a lot of the people on the right tweeted at him and called him a coward and said he was bending the knee and said he was going about it the wrong way. Um, And I may or may not agree with that a little bit and and to some extent um, I don't know that he had to make a public statement and say I'm going to take a step back from the band he probably could have kept that private but whatever you know I'm not famous so I don't know I don't know what that's like I can't imagine the amount of pressure that you know these people have to you know dot every I and cross every T and and mine their P's and Q's right before they get cancelled but Then he tweeted out. He apologized, and then he tweeted out today uh, that he was leaving the band. And he wrote, "I from what I've read. I I mean, I've read it twice now, and it seems like a very heartfelt, sincere, and very well thought out statement. Right? Why he's leaving the band, and he explained why he apologized, and um, explained almost the whole timeline. Right? That." He he read the book and then they told him, hey, like I don't know about this guy Andy No, you know maybe we should look into this, Um, and got some pressure from the band, and so he took a step back and was like, okay, well I'll do some reading up on Andy No, and he did and then talked it over with the band and I don't know what was said in private, but then the band decided, okay, you can stay on, and then when it the mob got wind that he was staying on. They piled on the band and piled on Winston Marshall and said, "I'm never going to listen to you again," and which a lot of these people were, probably weren't going to listen to Mumford and Sons in the first place. But um, it just it strikes me that Andy Noe has been attacked, physically attacked, for being an independent journalist, right? And called a fascist, called a Nazi, called all kinds of names. Very, very dogmatic, right? Now, whether Andy Ngo is extreme right, is 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 a fascist or not, I don't know. He might be, right? But all I know is he's an independent journalist and he was attacked, physically attacked by people and hospitalized. So if people are going to physically attack journalists, in my mind, I would tend to think they're the probably the dogmatic ones, right? They're probably the more Fascistic ones. Fascistic? Fascistic? I don't know. They're probably more fascist than the journalists, right? Because we're supposed to have a free and independent media. So they pounced on him for reading the book. They pounced on the band for accepting him back. Then the right pounced on him for apologizing. And I really, I really appreciate what he said here. I want to read a little bit um, of what he wrote. He said, rather predictably, another viral bomb came after me, this is after he apologized, Um, this time for the sin of apologizing. Then followed libelous articles calling me right-wing and such. There's nothing wrong with being conservative. When forced to politically label myself, I flutter between centrist, liberal, or the more honest, a bit this, a bit that. Being labeled erroneously just goes to show how binary political discourse has become. I had criticized the left, so I must be the right, or so their logic goes. So why did I apologize? And this is what I really enjoy about what he did here. Um, he he quotes Alexander Solzhenitsyn, which you know if you know anything about him, he's the author of the Gulag Archipelago. Um, he wrote about um, all you know the gulags and what went on inside the gulags and surviving them and how he survived them. And he said, why did I apologize? And he quotes Solzhenitsyn here. He says, rub your eyes and purify your heart and prize above all else in the world those who love you and wish you well. So he essentially did that because to protect his band, right? Because he's an individual, Winston Marshall, but he has a responsibility to the collective, right? He has a responsibility to those people that he has built a life with, to those people that he has um, found success with. And he had two mobs after him and he had two mobs after the band because of his decision to read a book, right? His decision to say, I don't know. I'm going to read about this. There's something going on in the world. I need to know what it is. I'm going to read this book. If if Andy knows a fascist, I'm going to determine that for myself rather than let the mob determine it for me. He said, secondly, I was open to the fact that maybe I did not know something about the author or his work. So I have a sneaking suspicion that Winston Marshall knew who Andy No was and knew a little bit more about him than he's letting on. And I tweeted out that I think this is a very smart move on Winston Marshall's part because I think he gets to take the high road Right He gets to step back and say, "You know what? I didn't really know that much about Andy No, I looked into him, and he 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 goes on to quote quote this. he says, "Courage is what it takes to stand up and speak." Uh, he's quoting Winston Churchill, Courage is what it takes to stand up and speak. Courage is also what it takes to sit down and listen. And so I listened so." He goes on to say, "I spent much time reflecting, reading, and listening. The truth is that my commenting on a book that documents the extreme far left and their activities is in no way an endorsement of the equally repugnant far right. The truth is that reporting on extremism at the great risk of endangering oneself is unquestionably brave, unquestionably brave. And that's Andy No, right? Andy No has risked life and limb to to." report on extremism and then he's called a fascist for it. It's just, it's strange to me. I also feel that my previous apology in a small way, I love how he ties this up. I love how he puts a little bow on this right here. I also feel that my previous apology in a small way participates in the lie that such extremism does not exist or worse is a force for good. Right, so he's not necessarily walking back his apology here, I don't think but he's saying that his apology sort of ignores the fact that he's trying to kind of almost like have it both ways, right? Saying, well, yeah, these these exist, but they exist on both sides and maybe they're both really bad. So, you know, maybe we should just kind of like move on and it sort of downplays it, right? But these extremes, they do exist. And I don't think either one of them are necessarily a force for good. And, and I understand this is like a stretch, right, to relate it to, I don't know, weight loss and wellness, but it's not, right? Because, again, I look at weight loss and wellness from very much a psychological and philosophical perspective, too, right? Why are you taking care of yourself? Why are you trying to lose weight? Why are you eating well? Why are you praying? Why are you meditating, right? Because it's so much bigger than the thing itself, And he who is not sufficiently courageous to defend his soul, don't let him be proud of his progressive views and don't let him boast that he is an academian or a people's artist, a distinguished figure or a general. Let him say to himself, I am a part of the herd and a coward. It's all the same to me as long as I am fed and kept warm. Hmm. So Winston Marshall taught me something today about weight loss and wellness he he solidified in me that it's not binary right he solidified me in me that yes there's a right and yes there's a wrong but those right and wrongs tend to be when it comes to weight loss and wellness and sometimes when it comes to politics and it comes to things on a philosophical level there's it's on a spectrum right and it's it's gray and it's it's degrees of black and white but it's certainly not binary. It's certainly not this or that. And I think when we're forcing people to choose, that you're either with us or against us. So there's this idea in a lot of conservative circles, they, they talk about um, police and laws and things like that. And they say, well, if you have nothing to hide, you have nothing to fear. And my response to that is that's not a conservative principle, right? That's, that's a statist principle. That's giving the state all the power. Well, if you have nothing to hide, you have nothing to fear. That's not the point. The point is I have a right to privacy. The point is I have a right to hide things. If I want to right? get a warrant, so to speak. You have a right to hide things. Similarly, you have a right to be keto. You have a right to be vegan. You have a right to be vegetarian. If it works for you, if it keeps you happy and healthy, right? And no one has a right to come in and tell you that you need to change. Don't listen to those mobs, right? Listen to you. You know what's best for you. If you want a piece of candy, have a piece of candy and don't feel guilty about it. Now, that's way different if you, know, you have diabetes and you have a family and you have people that depend on you and you're in the kitchen late at night eating a bag of Twizzlers, right? Then we're going to have a discussion and we're going to say, you know, you have people that depend on you. You have people that it would be in their best interest if you were alive and you were happy and you were healthy. I think we have an obligation to one another to keep ourselves as happy and healthy and active and alert and aware as we can. And that's part of the reason I touched on this Winston Marshall story, too, is it's bigger than Winston Marshall, it's bigger than Mumford and Sons, it's bigger than you know, the people on the right and the left that mobbed him for reading a book and for apologizing. Fear of the Lord means fearing the Lord, but it also means fearing who you might become outside of fear of the Lord. Right, so Lord in this sense is wisdom. Lord in this sense is honor. If you are operating outside of wisdom and honor who are you right you're gonna be swayed by any idea you're gonna be swayed by any diet plan you're gonna be swayed by any fad product or fad diet or multi-level marketing product that that comes along and you're gonna say oh this works this has to work this has to work this has to work because everything else has failed everything else in my life has failed this has to work When you're not working, when you're not doing the work, you're depending on something or someone else to do the work for you. And that's what I think I appreciate about what Winston Marshall's doing here is he's saying, I'm going to go do the work, right? I'm going to step back. Imagine stepping back from Mumford & Sons, just being like, "Ah, I'm done. You know, huge band worldwide, huge band and just stepping back. And I think it's a smart move too because now it allows – the fans of Mumford and Sons and it allows Marcus Mumford and the other members of the band to figure it out. And to say, okay, who, who are we now without Winston Marshall and how do we, how do we move on? Because what do these fans do? Right? What do these fans do? Do they, do they say, okay, I'm going to side with Mumford and Sons because Mumford and Sons kicked him out because they didn't kick him out. He left. Or do they say, oh, Winston Marshall's gone. Now, now I can go back to listening to Mumford & Sons, which either they probably weren't going to stop in the first place or they weren't really that big of fans anyway and they just wanted something to um, give them an identity, right? They just wanted to grab onto an idea or grab onto an argument um, to sort of feed their dogma and keep their, keep their dogma happy eat what you want, right? But do it with the intent of, I don't want to say learning, but do it with the intent of um, exercising your individuality and your, your autonomy. And I don't mean individuality like I'm going to get gauges and tattoos and a mohawk. I mean individuality as it relates to God, as it relates to the Lord, as it relates to your family, as it relates to your role in in society, your role in your workplace and your role in your family. Um, you're an individual, but you're an individual within a collective and it's important that you, you recognize that when you're setting health and wellness goals, right? Because it's, and I'll, I'll, you'll hear me say this a lot, it's so much bigger than weight loss. If you're trying to lose weight, you're not really trying to lose weight. There's something else that you want to see, feel or experience. So thanks for listening. Uh, this is my third podcast in a row. I know I mentioned I'm gonna keep doing them, I'm gonna keep trying, I'm just gonna keep it going. Um, as I collect these thoughts over the day, I'm gonna try to tie some things together and um, and put them out there. You know, um, Try to build up a little bit of an audience or a little bit of a uh, following, and ultimately I really just wanna help people work through things and help people live a happy and healthy life, and that's it that's my goal that's my aim right yet yes I'm a Christian and yes I have that God you know to work towards but I also have this sort of a, as a sub layer you know under the foundation too um, I really feel a desire you know and, and purposeful in doing this um, you know I have some some anecdotal stories that are just amazing of people that, you know, um, one one uh, lady recently. I think she said she was getting ready to turn 70, and her BMI, body mass index, which is, you you might hear me say this, say this a lot. It's it's a metric. It's not the metric. Um, I understand BMI can be a little bit deceiving, but her BMI was in the healthy range, um, for the first time since she was nine years old, and she was getting ready to turn 70. So 60 plus years she's been overweight as far as BMI is concerned. And she's getting ready to turn 70 and for the first time her doctor said you're in the healthy weight range according to BMI. That's huge, right? That's a big deal. That's humbling when people tell you that. And it's not necessarily anything I did. You know, I just talked to her. Why do you wanna do this? What's working for you? What's not working? Maybe you should try this. Maybe you shouldn't try that, right? Um, followed a program and stuck to it, and now that's on her. She followed the program and stuck to it, right? If you don't follow a program and stick to it, it's not gonna work. Don't be dogmatic about your diet. Give yourself some grace. Give yourself permission to not know. Give yourself permission to learn. Otherwise, you're gonna be swayed by every idea that's out there. Every pill, every rap, every mob, every political ideology, Give yourself room to not know. It's humbling, it's wise, and it's respectful of that aim, and it's respectful of that ideology to say, I don't know. Because you don't have ideas, ideas have you. I'm quoting a lot of people when I say that, but that's an i that's a, a phrase or an idea that's been said throughout history. You don't have ideas, ideas have you. Talking to you, keto people. You don't have ideas, ideas have you. Thanks for listening.